Welcome to Lunch Break, a special weekly series of the Eternal Entrepreneur that gives you bite-sized pieces of wisdom on how to build a functional faith and business. Each episode unpacks a short, actionable topic you can put into practice this week. Let's get into it. Well, hello again. Thank you for joining us for Lunch Break. I am Pierce Brantley, co-host of the Eternal Entrepreneur. And today, I am excited to talk to you about a subject that may not be super popular, but I think it is so healthy as Christians that we talk about it as Christian business leaders, and that is the topic, Confessing Sins. You might be asking yourself, Pierce, what does that have to do with running a business? Business, if we're thinking about it from a kingdom perspective, is like anything else. It's a marketplace ministry. I love how we put the marketplace at the front of it because really, it's just ministry. We're either actively participating in ministry or we're not. And this practice of, of confessing sin has been something that I've really learned to appreciate a lot more uh, over the years. I've heard different speakers and such talk about it over the years. One of my favorites is actually Peter Lewis about just how far away we've gotten really as a church body to confessing sins and, and what that means. In James 5.16, it actually talks about this and it says that we should confess our sins one to another so that we may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person availeth means has a, a strong effect, much. And I think the idea of confessing sin is one of these things that like we get very uncomfortable about because we don't like to think of us uh, as having done anything wrong. And in reality, the Bible actually approaches it from more of just a, a going and a coming out. Like it's something normal that we should be doing on a regular basis basis. And there are different parts, different sects of and expressions of, of the Christian faith that are better at this than others. But really, it should be something that we're in regular practice of doing. And that does not mean we're sadists or that we're like overly lamenting. But the point is that we shouldn't have anything hidden in our lives. And that means nothing. And to the extent that we live with patterns or behaviors that do not line up with the Word of God, it actually gets in the way of our ability to minister effectively during the day, to partner with God during the day. And that can have big expressions and, and small expressions. And 1 John 3, 6 actually says that no one who is actually in Christ continues to sin. In fact, that anyone who continues to sin doesn't actually know him. And that sounds like a really heavy verse. I, I get that. But really, I believe the heart of that is that it's not that once you become a Christian, you, you cease to sin. Although I think the power is there to do that. It's that there's a drop off. There, it's a depreciating asset in your life. It's no longer something you hold on to. It has less and less of a hold on you as you continue. A couple stories from my own life, I used to be in a, a city type ministry thing where we would partner with schools and churches. And at that time, it was about 10 years ago, I started actually studying some stuff that was more uh, cultish than Christian. I was early, early 20s. And I was just trying to understand new or look into other expressions of spirituality. And the Holy Spirit really warned me strongly not to go into it. In fact, he said he was going to leave if I continued to go into it. And that's because it was stuff that wasn't biblical. 
And he never left, but he made it very clear that he didn't want me to go into some of this stuff. And so I kept on, I pushed for a, a few days. And then sure enough, it opened me up to some stuff that was just really not good from a spiritual perspective, straight up demonic in, in, in some regard. And it left me pretty jacked up for about three or four days. And a, a friend of mine on the ministry team noticed that. And I told him about it. And he said, hey, listen, I just want to pray for you. And I confessed what I was looking into. And he prayed for me that I would be restored. And instantly, by the time that prayer was done, whatever was on me left. And I never looked into this stuff again. Never once. I trusted the Holy Spirit to be the final expression of who God says he is. And I didn't look outside of that. And, and that you know, chapter in my life was closed. Those who know me a lot more personal level know that I was exposed to pornography at, at a very young age. And it ended up becoming an addiction very early on in my life that really ruled my life until really just the last few recent years. Praise God, it's no longer an addiction. But it's still something that I struggle with occasionally, and it's something that I cannot keep in the dark, because if I do, it affects my ability to minister. And God doesn't ask me to confess, to be mean, to be like an overbearing, like Father God in, in the sky. He's not like trying to spank me or anything like that. He knows that if I don't confess these things, and sometimes he's okay with me confessing it just to him, but he knows if I don't bring this stuff out into the light to a brother uh, in Christ, that it can affect my marriage, of course, that it can affect the way I do business. I actually pray through proposals. There's been times in the past where it's affected the show. It's one of these things where I have to constantly be in submission to him, even if it's not something I'm constantly struggling with. And so that's an obedience thing. And we all have areas in our life that are like that, I think. We all have things. You may not have an addiction that you, you know, have struggled with in your life. But you might have, maybe it's anger or greed or way of treating employees. I knew a guy who had an almost compulsory thing with needing to make employees feel bad. It, he actually told me once it was a goal of his, it was manipulation. And he was like, if I don't make someone act a certain way by making them feel a certain way, then I don't get the results I want. He was a Christian. That was something that, you know, he needed to repent of. And we all have things that we bring into our Christian walk that the Holy Spirit wants to deal with. And it's to our advantage, it's to our benefit that we let the Holy Spirit deal with those things. And the reason is because it actually does affect the bottom line, so to speak, with how cognizant, how present we are during the day, how present we are to His Holy Spirit. And also, I think there's an element of the anointing as well that this can affect my experience is that God never lifts the anointing. And I've heard preachers talk about that as well. And that's a great grace, I think. At the same time, it's sobering because while the gifts of God are unrepentant, meaning he does not ever take back what he gives us, that's to God's you know, uh, glory. And, but at the same time, it means that we can go a long time without checking ourselves. There's been times in the last two weeks I've had to check myself, and that's good. And I think the more we can go into this with a perspective of this is a habit, this is something that just keeps us in the light, not to use Christianese, but basically we stay transparent about who we are 
the person we are in secret is the person we are in public, that translates into all sorts of benefits to us and really helps us to be present in, in ministerial work. So, as you, this is a lunch break, and which means there's an action item here. So, what I'd like you to do, I don't want you to go rent a billboard and write everything wrong you've ever done on it and go put it out for everybody to see. That's not what I'm saying. What I'd like you to do, however, is the Bible says, confess your sins one to another. And also, it talks about we have something against a someone that we love, or someone in the church, a family member, a business partner, that really, you're not even supposed to go like to communion or be in communion if you haven't taken care of that first and that you're confessing just even your own, what you're withholding from the person. And so what I'd like you to do is just ask the Holy Spirit to highlight if there's anything in the way you conduct business or, or conduct your life that needs to be brought out in the open. And you'll know it's the Lord if it's bringing you towards healing. Remember in James, it actually tells us to confess so that we might be healed. That's the context really of that, of that verse. There's different kinds of healing. There's obviously the physical healing, which I think it's primarily talking about. But there's also the healing of our minds, the healing of our hearts, uh, the healing of the things that are under our domain. And so spend some time before the Lord and ask him if there's anything. It doesn't have to be big. I think that's the misnomer here, is that sin is only big things. Sin is not only big things. Sin is anything that gets in the way of your relationship with the Lord. Remember, the Lord says, be perfect as I am perfect. That's a high bar. And there's a lot of nuance in that. But going from glory to glory means letting go of every lesser thing. And that's what we want to be in pursuit of. So, guys, gals, I love you all. Joe and I are praying for you constantly, and I uh, hope you got some benefit out of this. If you do the show, uh, do me a favor, especially if you're on iTunes, leave us a comment. It's not just for us. It helps other people find the show as well. Until then, think eternally. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, do me a favor and leave a quick review. When you do, it helps other entrepreneurs find this content and benefit from it too. See you next week.